With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Did I get here? Huh? Guess who's back? Back again. I am back. Tell a friend or don't. It is your choice to do so. Hi, it's me, Alexa, and I'm once again back here at Dive Studios. So welcome to How Did I Get Here, where we live our best lives on the internet and come out on the other side knowing more but not feeling that much smarter. I am your host and you are welcome. Yes, as you can tell, once again, it is me. I am not the six foot other one. I am not Jay. (laughs) Why is this? Our lovely Jay is taking a bit of a break to just, you know, recharge, get back to his full state, be great and everything, which we know he can. So until then, it is just me, your girl in his place. So please take care of me. Thank you. And I will try my hardest. So, yes. Oh, oh, yes. And the change of scenery. You might ask, why are you on a couch? Where's where's the desk? Where's where's the backdrop? Why is it just a wall? Well, It's a nice wall. But I can tell you that is because Dive Studios is moving on to bigger and better things. Yes, we are going to be moving studios into a different space with a lot more space. How many times can I say space in a sentence? Space. But yes, we're getting a bigger and better studio. We are in the process of moving. So that is why we have changed the settings and why we are accompanied by plant and wall. Yes. So let's just hop into this, shall we? Yes. Oh, yes. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review because the feedback helps us and how we can be better, what we can do better for y'all, what would you like to hear, see, etc. Um, and don't forget, you can check out full episodes on YouTube, which is youtube.com slash dive pods. Yes, the regular YouTube just being dive studios, but full episodes, dive pods. Yes, so today's question of Zadie is what is compliance? Not gonna lie, I knew what the definition was when I first saw the script, but my brain was like, compliance? Never heard of her. What does she mean? So I had to Google it. Um, But compliance is like acting in accordance to someone's wish or commands. So basically, it's just, I guess, not exactly a synonym for, but uh, similar to obedience in a sense. I don't know. Accordance, obedience, Let's check it out. So this is the overview of compliance plus three techniques of compliance in case you want to further your compliancy as a human being. Let's see. Oh, Simply Psychology. We love her. The psychology of compliance. Yes. Compliance is a type of social influence where an individual does what someone else wants them to do following his or her request or suggestion. It is similar to obedience, but there is no order, only a request. Yes. Okay. So I was correct. Love that. Um, Let's see. According to Breckler, Olson, and Wiggins from 2006, page 307, um, compliance refers to a change in behavior that is requested by another person or group. Um, The individual acted in some way because the others asked him or her to do so, but it was possible to refuse or decline. So basically, compliance is like, it's like, hey, 
can you shut the door? You can say, "Hmm, no, or you could do it and be compliant. Okay, so here are the techniques to uh, ensure compliance. This is called the foot in the door technique. Um, This is from Friedman and Fraser, 1966. It assumes agreeing to a small request increases the likelihood of agreeing to a second larger request. Uh Aha! Ah, yes, you see this done quite frequently in manipulative relationships. Yes. (laughs) Let's see. So initially you make a small request and once the person agrees to this, they find it more difficult to refuse a bigger one. I feel like I'm one of these people that has a hard time saying no. So the foot in the door technique tends to work very well with me, which I regret. Some things, actually. But um, if you're like me, you've probably experienced being uh, foot-in-the-door compliant to somebody else. But uh, be careful. Not saying this kind of compliance is bad, but be careful with who you're compliant to. Mm. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Let's see. Um, Let's see. The foot-in-the-door technique works on the principle of consistency from, uh, yes. This means that as long as the request is consistent with Uh, or similar in nature to the original small request, the technique will work. Interesting. Another one is called the door in the face technique. That sounds delightful. Who doesn't love a good door in the face? Um, Refusing a large request increases the likelihood of agreeing to a second smaller request. Uh Aha. It's like, can you lend me $50? And they say no. But it's like, can you lend me $10? And they're like, yeah, so you know, it's like the it's the start big, like no wait, go big, start big, go small. Yeah, if that makes any coherent sense. But yeah, I feel like that that's a common thing that people use every day. Honestly, I feel like that's very common, and it's not as manipulative as the foot in the door technique. This one, when the door is in the face, it's like okay, no to this, but what about yes to this? So, hmm, okay. Interesting. Uh, For example, of course, like we're discussing, negotiating a pay raise with your boss. First, you make a request that will not be met and you ask for 20%. But your boss man's like, no. But what about, you're like, okay, what about 10%? The boss is like, okay, I give you those crumbs. So, I mean, that's how it works. Door in the face. Let's see. Oh. Oh, that's interesting. Um, Let's see. Cialdini? I don't know. CIA. L-D-I-N-I, 1975, um, asked PPS, I don't know what that is, PPS, if they would escort a group of young criminals to the zoo. Um, Most refused, of course, and that was the control group in the social experiment. Um, In the control group, two PPS were approached and asked to spend two hours per week as a peer counselor to young criminals for around two years. Again, most of them said no. Uh, However, in the experimental condition, PPS were asked to be peer counselors, and then their request was downgraded to escort children to the zoo, the target request, and 50% agreed. Interesting. So basically, the social experiment had two groups, the control and then the opposite, which is the variable group. I forgot science. But so originally, they wanted someone to be peer counselors, and they said no. But then they're like, okay, what about take these kids to the zoo? Which, of course, is a lesser thing than being a peer counselor. And then this group, they started the opposite with the door and the face technique. Interesting. I mean, well, 
Um, unless you're new to the show, you'd know that I very visibly have 14 piercings in my ears. I have nine on the right, five on the left. Um, and so when I lived back in America, when I lived with my folks, granted, yes, I was an adult. I, I could do what I want legally. But when you live with mom and dad, gotta live by mom and dad's rules. Teehee. Uh, for the longest time, I asked my mom if I could get more piercings. And like, you know, I wanted like tattoos and everything. I kind of understand them saying no to tattoos and whatnot. But my mom was like, no, don't get more piercings. That's going to look so ugly. And I'm like, look at me now, mom. <laughs> Living my free life as an adult in Korea, getting piercings for $8. <laughs> it is a great life. And are they ugly? No, they're cool. But I remember I would ask my mom something like, um, oh, I can't think of a specific example. But I think I'm pretty sure I asked like, oh, what if I got a tattoo? And of course, it's like, Alexandra, no. But then it's like, okay, what about a second ear piercing? Because I feel like that's a little bit less dramatic than a tattoo. She still said no. But, you know, that's the door in the face technique. Am I right, lads? I'm not good at foot in the door myself. I'm not good at being persuasive, so to say. I'm good at being manipulated, but not <laughs> vice versa. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I mean, I've done the door in the face. Have not done the foot in the door, but I've been the on the receiving end of foot to the door. I I am someone that has a hard time saying no to people. Um, yeah, I have a hard time saying no to people because I don't want them to be disappointed in me because I don't like feeling like a disappointment and that spurs back to trauma. But <laughs> that's for another time. But yeah, no, I think it's just I it's not that I don't like confrontation. I am a confrontational person. Sometimes. But yeah, I think it's just I don't want to disappoint a person. So Let's see. And the final technique is the lowball technique. Lowball technique is agreeing to purchase something at a given price increases the likelihood of agreeing to purchase it at a higher price. So initially, you get the individual to agree to your request. And then afterwards, you increase the original terms, trick them into agreeing more than to what they intended. Uh, For example, when buying a car, the salesman agrees to a price but must Check with his manager if this is acceptable. Oh, I've... Oh, not with cars, but I have been victim to this. Uh, while waiting, you think you've scored a good deal. The salesman returns and he says, uh, the manager would not agree to the deal and the price is raised. Most people would agree at a higher price, you'd think, especially if the manager was involved. I mean, like... Let's see, what was it? I think when one of my friends was trying to get... um. I think it was a piece of furniture. I don't remember what it was. I just remember the prices were being discussed. And it was like, okay, this was originally for 700 which they had the money for. And then, like, uh, I guess it had to be raised to, like, 850 due to something. And, you know, it's kind of like, you know, $150. When you're talking about something that's already $700, $150 is kind of a lot. But at the same time, it's not to 1000 yet. So there's kind of that like gray space in between where you're like, "Mm, is it worth the extra 150 or not? So I feel like a lot of people when it comes to like buying apartments, buying cars, buying like jewelry and like expensive things offline, even like phones, whether they're used or not. I feel like people could fall victim to this lowball compliancy. 
Um, let's see. The Cialdini dude. Cialdini. Cialdini. I don't know. Uh, the 1978 excerpt, not the 75. Uh, ask students whether they would participate in a psychology experiment that started at 7 a.m. Uh, most... PPS. I'm gonna just say people. I'm a, I'm assuming it means people. Most people refused, of course, which was the control group, like before. Um, in an additional experimental condition, Cialdini asked people whether they would participate in a psychology experiment, and even though they weren't told the time, most people agreed. Hmm. Uh, later, they were told it started at 7 a.m., and they were given the chance to drop out if they wanted to. On the day of the experiment, 95% of the people turned up. Okay, so it's kind of like if you tell someone there's a possibility, but you don't tell them the negative, like the cons of it, and you just say the blanket statement, no pros, no cons. I feel like people are more likely to agree or to uh, comply to with what is suggested or requested. But if you throw something out there with the cons, I feel like people are going to start negotiating because then they're like, oh, but what are the pros? Like, what do I gain from this? Because human beings, we are selfish by nature. If we don't gain anything, then we typically don't care, which is unfortunate. Um, but yeah, that's interesting. Okay, let's see. Um, yeah, I mean, right here at the end, it just says, when the request changes or becomes unreasonable, the person will, to a degree, find it difficult to say no because of having originally committed themselves. Interesting. Let's see. Um... Oh, well, those things are already read. But I'm curious more about this foot-in-the-door technique. Let's read more about this because... Are you someone that, like, would say you're someone that's, like, you can't say no? Do you have a hard time saying no to people? Because if you are, then what's good, my fellow yes-sayers? But if you're someone that is good at saying no to people, share an experience down below because I'm really curious to hear what situations y'all been through that like you were comfortable enough and confident enough in saying no in because I'm not good at saying no. Everybody's saying no. Okay, so more about the foot in the door technique. Um, let's see. Evidence. Oh, there's evidence in this study, yes. In one of the first scientific tests of the foot in the door, uh, psychologists Jonathan L. Friedman and Scott C. Frazier, we covered them in the last article, yes, uh, began with a very small request. They had a researcher go door to door in California suburb of Palo Alto, Palo Alto, shout out to y'all, um, and ask homeowners to put a small sign on their windows that said, be a safe driver. Um, why would anyone say no to such an innocuous request? After all, who's against safe driving? Honestly, if you're against safe driving, I, I question your morality there, buddy. But safe driving. Uh, little did these homeowners realize, though, that saying yes to this small request would make them much more receptive to a large request two weeks later. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, interesting. Okay. The large request was made by a different researcher who approached each house and asked the homeowner's permission to put a large ugly sign in the lawn that said drive carefully. Uh, Friedman and Frazier knew that most homeowners wouldn't want a large, ugly sign on their lawns because when they made this request to a different set of homeowners, only 17% of them said yes and agreed. Compliancy. Um, but when they made this request to the homeowners who had agreed two weeks earlier to put the small be a safe driver sign in their windows, 76% said yes. Huh. Uh, the foot in the door caused an increase in compliance over 400%. 
So the foot in the door is basically the opposite of the door in the face. It's the reverse of that. So you start out small, go big. Door in the face is start out big, go small. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, I feel like, yeah, no, I feel like this is a thing. Especially when it comes to like election times, whenever people want to put like signs and lawns and everything. I feel like a certain percent of properties are actually owned by the government so they don't have to ask. But like, I still feel like that's a thing when you ask like restaurants. It's like, oh, can we put this in your window? And nah, 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 nah. Interesting. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm a skeptic. I'm not a skeptic person, so to say. But if someone were to approach me now and be like, hey, Alex, uh, can you borrow me like one? I'd be like, how much are you going to ask for tomorrow? <laughs> that might be a thought in my head. Granted, I'm, I'm not a skeptic. I do not think that way. But after reading this now, I'm kind of like, oh, that could be true. Because uh, I have had instances in the past where I borrowed, some, lent, lent, yes, lent someone some money. And then a little bit later, they had not paid me back. And they asked for a bigger sum. And of course, I, being someone that can't say no, said yes. But then it kind of just kept being continuous and I was just kind of like maybe it's time I do say the N-O word uh no so interesting okay you know I think I'm gonna have this little uh foot in the door resting in the back of my head for the next few however long this stays fresh in my memory for when it comes to me I mean you know in this situation there, there's two kinds of people the ones doing the requesting and the ones getting requested of and like which one would I fall under <sighs> I don't know. I really don't know. I feel like I'm somewhere in the middle with that. Because when it's like like work oriented, I feel like it's like both of that. Because it's like, you know, I request things from the company. And of course, they request things from me. That's how partnerships work. I mean, that's that's how it works. So there's not like all give, all take. So thank goodness for that. There's a balance there. But when it comes to like my personal life, so to say, um... I, I really don't know how to answer that, actually. Because I'm not someone that's good at asking for things. I'm really bad at asking for things unless it's, like, absolutely 100%, like, funny, like, necessary. But, like, at the same time, people don't request a lot of stuff from me. So, I don't know. I think I'm just in this gray zone. It's gray zone. Yeah. Let's see. Um... Okay, you know what? I'm going to suggest y'all a song. Uh, I Did It by Raja Kumari. It's just such an uplifting song. So if you're kind of feeling down, just listen to it. Blast it with headphones. Take a walk and just feel that bad B energy. I Did It by Raja Kumari. I did it, I did it, I did, I did it all by myself. I remember what they said. Uh, they tried to tell me that it can't be done. Can't take it from me when it's self-made. Uh, so here's a glass for the chosen one. And now we are back here with some questiones that y'all have prepared for moi. This one comes from, uh, I love this username, Smoke Potato. Comes the mama on Twitter. If a song played every time you entered a room, what would it be? 
The irony of this is that I would probably say the Friends theme song, but I've never watched Friends. <laughs> I'm a bad American. I'm sorry. But I'm, I think maybe the Friends theme song, maybe, or maybe some old, I don't know. What's that? Uh, maybe just some old song. <laughs> We're walking into serious meetings. Just <laughs> Okay. I, I, you know, I actually don't know, but I think the Friends theme song or something from maybe the 50s or 60s, just around that time, because it's just smooth music to listen to. You wouldn't get tired of it. Or What's New Pussycat by Tom Jones. We love John Mulaney in this house. So <laughs> in reference to that. I just purposely come in and out of a room seven times. <laughs> oh, okay. The next one. Ow. <laughs> From Lily Nation on Twitter. They ask, what's your thoughts on deja vu? Have you ever experienced it? What was the craziest slash memorable deja vu moment if you had one? I feel like I get deja vu all the time. I definitely believe it's a thing. Um... I don't know. The craziest deja vu moment I had recently? Have I had one recently? Huh. I don't know. I think... Mm, I don't think I've had anything recently. But I know back whenever, before I debuted, when I had a little bit more time, when I walk around certain places, I feel like if I came back there in a week, I would like see the exact same people walking by me. I don't mean like employees and shops, but like just on the street. I feel like I would see the exact same people wearing the exact same thing, walking in the exact same pattern and just kind of like, eh, <laughs> what is this? But no, I feel like deja vu is real. It's kind of unfortunate. I can't recount anything crazier than that. But um, yeah, so while we're talking about deja vu and in regards to myself in this AI universe I exist in, why would deja vu be such a key element, so to say? I mean, you know, we're heavily inspired by The Matrix and so many other wonderful sci-fi films. But, you know, in The Matrix, like deja vu plays such like a critical part within that whole like saga. So, I mean, there's a very likely chance that is not a coherent sentence there's likelihood there's a big chance that deja vu might be incorporated into some things i mean villain having been out by now i don't i don't know if you guys caught the reference to the matrix in the teaser but if you didn't i suggest you watch the teaser again but huh yeah deja vu and if you want to look more into dive studios content you can for Ferned? Find. <laughs> Find their YouTube channel, which is just youtube.com slash dive studios. If you want to see full episodes like the one from today, it's just youtube.com slash dive pods. Mm-hmm. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share the videos and everything. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter, which is at the dive studios. Mm-hmm. And also don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Leave a review. Give us that good feedback. We appreciate it. We love the flavor you guys are giving us to make this soup even better. I don't know why. It's soup is on the brain. I'm sorry. But uh, yeah, until then, I will catch you guys on the flip side. Ciao. How did I get here? With Jay. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family 
cannolis and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at LittletonCoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at LittletonCoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.